Pesachim, Perk Tes, Mishnah Ches, 9-8. Here we've got a Korban Pesach being mixed up with other Korbanos. So it says a Pesach, Shnis Arav, Bizvachim. So for example, so the Baratunur, you have a Pesach, which is mixed up with, let's say, an Ola and an Asham. Okay, there's different categories of, of Zivachim. And each of those different Korbanos have, a diff- have different rules governing them. Meaning, let's say, in the way they're offered, the Pesach, you do one a blood application, whereas um, the Ola and the Asham, you have two blood applications. Meaning, you know, Shalim Shan Arba has to the four walls. You do one splash in the northeast corner and one splash in the southwest corner, and that's how you do those. So it's different. Similarly, in the consumption, the Pesach must be eaten in the first half of the night afterwards. The Ola isn't eaten at all. It's burned, and the Asham is eaten for the whole night afterwards. Um and the day before. So there's different rules regarding the offering and consumption of animals, etc. So that being the case, if you had your, let's say you had your three little sheep and they got mixed up, you don't know which one was the Pesach, which was the Ola, which was the Asham. So none of them can be brought as any of those. That being the case, um, you can't, I mean, there's no such thing as even making a Tanah. You can't say, oh, if this is meant to be an Asham, it should be Asham, and if it was meant to be an Ola, it should be Ola, and it meant to be a Pesach a Pesach still wouldn't work because how many times do you plan on applying the blood? How long do you plan to eat this animal? And so on. Okay, do you plan to eat it or burn it? And so on and so forth. So that in the case you're stuck, all three can't be brought. Instead, Kulan Yiru Aj Yistavu, all of them are set out to graze until they develop a blemish. Nothing you can do is so you can't offer them, but they have Kedusha Saguf, intrinsic Kedusha, you have to wait now until they get a blemish. And at that point, Vimachru, you'll sell them, being Poda, redeeming them, transforming them from being Hekdesh to being Chulin, and, and the money invested in the coins has the Kedusha from the animals that you redeemed. And now you'll... Let me read the whole sentence here. It's... It says, It's a long sentence. The sentiment of the sentence is like this. Let's say, for example, you had those three animals, and now you've they all got blemishes, and you sold all three of them. Let's say for one of them you sold for one shekel, one you sold for two shekels, one you sold for three shekels. So you have a total of six shekels now with which to buy karbanos. The problem is, you don't know which was the three-shekel animal. Was it a Ola, or was it a Pesach? Or was it a asham? So what you're forced to do, since you can't shortchange that, what you have to do is you have to make sure that you now use three shekels to purchase an animal for an asham, and three shekels to buy an animal that's a ola, and three shekels to buy a pesach. Um, actually, I should say a shlaman, to be honest, but anyways. And then you you haven't shortchanged any of them, and that being the case, you'll bring, you know, spend a total of nine shekels if you're able to buy three korbanos, and bring them all like that. Um, and the extra cost of from bringing it from six shekels, which were the sales proceeds, to the three times three shekels or nine shekels you need to buy all three animals, that comes out of your pocket. You lose it out of your pocket. As far as the Pesach goes, let me speak it out for a second. Since the Pesach couldn't be brought, it becomes Pesach lapses. It becomes the Moser Pesach, a leftover Pesach that wasn't offered. And that in the case, um, it gets the generic Shlom and Kedusha, so it'll be brought as a Shlom, not as a Pesach. Now, um, as far period. So I hope that's pretty clear. As far as just a side point, though, remember, when you sold the first animal, we'll call them animal A, and you got your three shekels, you don't know if those three shekels, those three shekels are certainly kadosh from the kadusha of the guf of the animal you redeemed, but you don't know if it's the kadusha is specifically Ola or Asham or Pesach kadusha. And that being the case, what you'll actually have to do, technically speaking, is 
sell all three animals, get your six shekels, put those six shekels in a bag, and then, so to speak, get three sets of three shekels each, and you label them, you know, one, two, and three, and you say, for group one, I want these three shekels to be invested, I guess you label them, I should say, you label them better than one, two, three, label them Asham, Ola, and and uh, and Shlomim, and then you'll say, for the first one, for the Asham, where, wherever the, these three coins should be invested with the Kedusha of that is on the Asham and the six coins in the bag, because you don't know if one, two, or three of those coins have Asham Kedusha. So you say, wherever the Kedusha is, should be redeemed off those coins and put onto these three coins, which are specifically designated for that particular korban. Do that for the Asham, Ola, and Pesach each, deconsecrating the six coins in the bag, and ensuring now that you can localize and know for a fact that this group of three coins have Asham Kedusha. This group of three have Ola, and this three, group of three have Pesach. And then you'll, or, and, okay, and then you'll buy your three Karbanos, an Asham, an Ola, and Ashlamim, and you'll bring each as such. Okay. Um, period. Now, one more point. What happens if instead of it being an Asham and Ola with which your Korban Pesach got mixed up, what happens if Nisar of What happens if you have a Pesach and a Bechor, or two Bechoros, doesn't make a difference, Pesach and a Bechor mixed up together? You don't know which one is the Pesach, which one's the Bechor. So now when it comes to a Bechor, like a Pesach, it just requires one blood application on the Mizbeach. And everything basically is the what was done with the Pesach essentially can be done with the Bechor. It's the same thing. In other words, there's no requirement, of course, to not eat the Bechor before Leil HaSeder, the 15th, but you could wait. There's no requirement to dafka roast the Bechor of open fire, but there's no reason why you can't roast it over an open fire. It's Leish like a Korban Pesach. So the point is, you could take both Korbanos, say, when you are, the Kohen, when he offers each of them, say, if this is a Bechor, let it be a Bechor, if this is a Pesach, let it be a Pesach. And then he hands you back two animals. He says, listen, one of these are Pesach, one is Bechor, I don't know which, but everything's been done fine for both, equally. Take them both, treat them both as Pesachim, eat them both at Leil Seder. Um, and like sort of with all the ensuing, you know, things you have to say about make sure you get a kazaz from each and that kind of stuff. So that could work. Um, and you could, sort of, you could play both sides of the fence with both these animals, and that could be fine. And that being the case, the Mishnah says, Nisar v'bukharos, if your korban pesach gets mixed up with a bukhor, Rabbi Shimon Omer, im chaburas kohanim yochlu. As long as they're a group of kohanim, they could eat both. This is because the Bechor has one restriction that the Pesach doesn't, which is the Bechor is given, eaten by, given to and eaten by Kohanim. Um, your first cow, your firstborn male cow, goat, or sheep from a particular mother is given as a Bechor to the Kohen to bring as a carbon and eat. So assuming that we're talking about Kohanim here, and they can eat both, the Pesach and the Bechor, so then the Kohanim indeed should bring both rather than let them go to waste, and then eat them both at Leila Seder, as I just described. Fine. Halach, however, is not like Rabbi Shimon. There's not the din. And the question would be, why? Why not? The answer is because we have a separate rule, lahalacha, which is we don't do a scenario where, in so doing, the window of time we have in which to eat a particular carbon has been reduced. Because if we did that, then we're more likely to end up having leftovers, unconsumed meat, and there's a law from the Torah, prohibition of having leftover nosar meat. So, we actually had this discussion, loosely speaking, earlier on the Masech, and we talked about the Todah and Ere Pesach. But anyways, over here it's the same idea, that since the window for eating a Pesach is until Chatzos, midnight of the 15th, the day after you bring it, whereas the window of eating the Bechor in a normal circumstance would actually be the day in which you brought it, 
the night afterwards, and then the following day, being the whole of the 15th. So you essentially have 18 more hours, 12 hours of daytime, and the second half of the night, six more hours, to eat a Bechor than you do to eat a Pesach. So that means if you're going to be sort of machmir for both, as Rabbi Shimon suggesting, you actually are cutting your window of time in which you may eat the korban, the Bechor, by 18 hours short. And Rabbi Shimon says, okay, so just eat it faster. But the hacham and halacha is, no, we don't do that because that's likely to cause, if not this time, next time, it's likely to cause um, nosar, which is forbidden. And therefore, we have a simple rule, which is we don't do things that would cause the window to be um, constrained beyond the halacha, like shorter than usual, and when it comes to korbanos. And therefore, the hacham would say, if your Pesach gets mixed up with the Bechor, it's no different than the Ola and the Asham. You leave both animals or all the animals um, to develop Mumen, you redeem them, and then you bring them, as described before, with, as a Bechor with its full window of time to eat, and the Pesach borders a Shlamim.